the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Welcome, Biblical Citizens. You know, two Sundays ago, on July 30th, 2023, Brian and I and a few members of our church made the two-and-a-half-hour drive up from San Diego County to one of the most famous places in the world, Hollywood Boulevard, Grauman's Chinese Theater, and the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They're all right there together on the Hollywood Boulevard. We went up there. Why would we do that? Why would Christians like us go to all the trouble to be in a godless place like evening, especially with what we've heard about it lately, that there's litter, homelessness on the streets, and and of course, we know some of the dark movies they've been producing lately, not having a great influence on our culture. Well, we went up there specifically for partly because of that reason, but it was to have a different influence right there on that public square in Hollywood. When we got there, we found the street was all blocked off, and there were people there. There was a big stage. There was music ringing out over the whole public square. There were hundreds of people, Christians, that were very joyful to be you know, seeing each other and singing and hearing the preaching and the prayers. And then there were all the other passers-by, the tourists from all over the world that were usually there, and they were pretty astonished, some of them, to see a you know bunch of Christians just singing and praising. So, Brian, what did you think? Well, you, you covered it pretty well, I think, but I just, again, we didn't know what to expect at our church. We only found out about this event a few days in advance, so... I didn't know how much in advance this has been planned. I didn't know what to expect. And I also didn't know if we might get some really hostile responses. And I got to say, like you said, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there singing praise to the Lord. The music was ringing out. All the tourists and people on the sidewalks were just, they couldn't help but be immersed in all this. Some of us were handing out Bible tracts on the sidewalks. And of course, a lot of people didn't weren't interested, but I did not run into a single, you know, truly negative or hostile response. I think the spirit was so strong there it just dominated. So a great yeah. event. And today we're going to talk about how we can have more of these events. Our guest today is the leader and one of the main organizers of this mini revival, you might call it. Uh, he's the head of a group called California Will Be Saved. And we understand that they're taking this band 
slash revival to cities all over California. His name is Ross Johnston. Welcome to our show today, Ross. Hey, guys. Super honored and excited to be here. And uh, yeah, really excited to talk about what God is doing in California and what's to come. Well, I want to, we want to take this time to just get into this because it was was an experience that we'd like our friends and listeners, hopefully, to be able to have. So start out, Ross, tell us how you got started doing this and kind of, you know, why you're doing it, how you got started. Yeah, well, actually, I think it's important to share a little bit more of the story even before the, the ministry was birthed. So I grew up in Los Angeles my entire life. I was born in the city of L.A. Uh, I actually was born by artificial insemination. I grew up in a lesbian household. I I had no grid for God or Jesus or the Bible. I mean, there was zero experience within a religious context for me. And so long story short, I got saved at six years old, uh, which was about 12 years ago. And, you know, for the last 12 years since I've been saved, there's been some high moments, there were some low moments. But I remember in 2020, you know, when we were seeing everything happening in in America, the nations of the earth, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if you don't stand up now, you never will. And uh, I knew that was a moment that I had to make a decision and I had to make a choice. And so fast forward to August of 2021, I, I met this amazing worship leader, and we saw what was happening in California, what our governor was saying, and we just knew the solution wasn't to just stay at home all day and, and, and do nothing. <laughs> right. And so we decided to go to Huntington Beach, August of 2021. We brought a full sound system. You know, we, we tried getting a permit. The city wouldn't give us one. So we said, we're going anyways, and we started worshiping. Uh, we preached the gospel, and long story short, there was about three to 400 people who showed up, and multiple, multiple salvations, a couple dozen baptisms right there in the ocean, and that's what ultimately birthed our movement, which we which we named California Will Be Safe. So here we are today. It's going to be our two-year anniversary in about a week and a half. Wow, that is really fascinating. So I wanted to know a little bit more about you, and you've given us a little bit, wow, uh, you were not raised story. in a Christian yeah. home, but yeah. you are from California, and and I'm also a native Californian. I grew up in Central California, but I was born right there in Hollywood. My my grandparents lived on Melrose and Citrus. My mother went to Hollywood High School, and I had never seen Hollywood High before. Uh, but we walked right by it, going up to Hollywood Boulevard the Grauman's Theater. So I got to see that and take a picture of it, share it with my mom. I said, oh, wow, here's your high school you went to. But it was not this bad, you know, as it is now, um, back when she was growing up. Yes, it was the center of all the movies. And, And we've just watched a few old movies. Some of those were pretty good quality. I mean, the old movies that they made with Sonia Henny skating, all over the ice and with snow. the Glenn, Glenn yeah. Miller band that was from the that that's a di- the diversion a bit. They but used we saw, to make some really entertaining, yeah, yeah, they, uplifting they, movies. They, they still make some you know, good. They still make some good ones, but a, but a lot of not so good. But um, it meant so much to me to be going down there and just claiming that again for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I thank you for giving us that experience and for just having that those sounds ring out everywhere and and for, for at least for that time that was you know in in recognition of our lord so we hope that it there's follow up 
And yes, we need this more of this all over California. But I, I, I just wanted to say, you know, that uh, hey, there's a bond there because we're <laughs> we're Californians, and we don't want to have this country be lost. And like you say on your website, where California goes, the nations go, and so y- the the whole world goes. And I've done a, a lot of international travel, all the continents over the over decades. And I know that whether you're in a small rural village in Honduras or you're on the streets of Tokyo, people refer to what is coming out of California, either out of Silicon Valley or or out of Hollywood. You know, this is, as I think you know better than anyone, Ross. This is, but I want to. But ask we can Ross, be such a force for good or bad. So, so I want to. I want to ask Ross a little bit. You so you did this event in 2021 in Huntington Beach. And that you said that kind of birthed the movement. You want to talk a little bit about? Uh, I think we saw that you'd done some of these events more recently in 2023. Besides Hollywood, you'd been in Los Angeles, Santa Monica. You want to bring us a little, just kind of briefly up to date between the Huntington Beach and now? What was going on? Yeah. So, being in, in all honesty, we were not trying to start a movement <laughs> or a ministry. I had never been, I had never preached a day in my life. I was in the business space as well. And so, when we showed up at Huntington Beach, we were just coming from this place of, you know, it's really easy. And as Christians, we should point out the darkness and we need to call out those who are making decisions who are not godly. That's, that's absolute. But the Lord also dropped this in our hearts. Well, you can call it out, but are you willing to be the solution? (laughs) Right. When we we came to Huntington Beach, that was really the posture of our hearts. God, we see the darkness. We see what's trying to be forced upon our generation. We see the, the narrative of the media. But how many know there's a narrative taking place in heaven? And as Christians, yes, we need to be tuned into what's happening in the earth, but we need to be tuned into what's happening beyond the earth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, we have, we're seated, Paul said we're seated in heavenly places. We're citizens of heaven, ambassadors of God. And so that those aren't just cute words that the Lord wrote down in Scripture just so we can feel good about ourselves. <laughs> right. right. Those are mistakes. Those are, those are how our lives should be lived. So to, to bring you up to speed, we show up at Huntington Beach, and all of a sudden three, 400 people show up. I'm sitting there going, who are these people? We're expecting 30, 40 people. Next thing we know, we see five-year-old children weeping at the altar, giving their lives to Jesus. There's drug addicts walking on the boardwalk. They hear the gospel. They hear worship. They get delivered, sitting and baptized within a three-hour time period. And when you go home that night, you think of what you just saw. There's no way you can wake up the next day and just say, well, that was cool. I guess I'll just kind of do whatever I was doing, right? You're like, oh, my gosh. I think I think there's a spirit. The Spirit of God is moving and I either jump in or I jump out. There's really no middle ground here. And so we decided to jump in. I resigned from my full-time job. You know, I was making close to six figures, and I went from that to zero dollars in one night. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? um, oh. The other guy who I leave the ministry with, his name is Joel, and uh, he was, he's a worship leader. He, he resigned from where he was at, and we've been going for the last two years traveling the state of California full-time. So we've been to, you know, San Francisco. We've been to Santa Barbara, uh, Hollywood, MacArthur Park, Santa Monica, Mission Beach, uh, Ocean Beach. I mean, we've just been on, for lack of a better term, we've been on this rampage all up and down the state, believing for God to do something so special that would impact the nations of the earth. And so that's how we've ended up here. 
Now, the wow. one we went to a, a couple weeks, a week and a half ago, or whatever that was, in Hollywood, that was, you know, that was obviously a big deal from so many standpoints. But you look at, you know, getting the permits to wall that giant block off right in the middle of everything, the big stage, the band or bands or however many people you had there, the the PA system, all I, it was going through my mind all the things they had to do and all the things they had to invest in now is that was that one in hollywood atypical that it had that much uh for lack of it doesn't sound real spiritual but that much production value that much investment or is that typical that you have the stage and the mics and the band and all that kind of stuff yeah, so when we first started, we were we had nothing. I mean, we were just texting people, can we borrow a speaker and a mic or whatever we needed, and we just go because we knew God told us to go. And then after about a year and a half, when we entered this year, 2023, we, we were like, man, it is time for us to actually hire out production. Um, and the reason, for, the reason for hiring out production is because, like you said, as Christians, we also want to be excellent, right? Like, we want to produce the best sound possible— we want to make the experience as, as best as possible because we want to show the world, listen, being a Christian doesn't mean you just, you're ragtag and, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's like, no, we, God's given us an ability and a gift. We want to steward it the best way possible. And so for the Hollywood event, you know, uh, to be honest with you guys, we pulled that event off in two weeks. <laughs> that was not that, That's that. unbelievable. So we found out, about, I think I mentioned, we only heard about it from our pastor a few days in advance. And I, that's why I didn't, um, when I was going up there, I thought, well, if most people are just finding out about it like we are, uh, like you were saying about the original event, well, you know, maybe, about, they'll, maybe there'll be only like maybe 20 people how there. Do you pro- how do you... Uh, publicize it because yeah how it, did you do that isn't in two that weeks? amazing that you expected 40 people and you got three or four hundred i oh, mean probably how, a how thousand, did, probably how, a thousand. no i mean at the first one at the oh, huntington okay. beach how okay. did people find out about it yeah so what we found is you know social media as believers we can either see it as a disgrace or we can see it for a lack of better term as a weapon <laughs> yeah. and so we we see social media, once again, there's tons of darkness, there's tons of things going on there, but here's how I like to say it. The enemy's not waking up in the morning saying, you know what, I'm going to take a break on social media. <laughs> you know? So what right. we do is we, we use social media as a tool to mobilize the church from all different parts of California and America. And so God's really expanded our reach on social media. And so that's our main way of mobilizing. And then number two, over the last two years, we've gotten connected to many, many, many amazing pastors of local churches who have come out to support as well as the congregation. So those are the two main ways that we're mobilizing right now. Can I ask you directly, because this even applies to our church and churches around us, is it primarily churches that are funding these events or um, I noticed you listed some churches on your website, and I didn't know if those are like you know ongoing partners or well, how that works. But how big a role do the churches play in actually investing in these events? Yeah, well, let me say it like this: I think many times when we look at revival of past or revivalist of past, you know, one of the main things that was really challenging is the local church wasn't too involved or the local church wasn't a priority. 
you know, for our movement, when people look at us, you know, we're, we're in our 20s, so we're quote-unquote young. <laughs> and uh, sometimes it can be seen as, okay, is this just some Gen Z idea? When the reality is worship and preaching the gospel, it's one of the first mandates that we were given as a New Testament church. And so the reason why I bring that up is because our heart is really to push the local church. If we have an amazing encounter belief for and is important, but it doesn't, it doesn't push the people being discipled and plugged into a local church, then we're not going to see the fullness of what God wants to give us. And so in regards to answering your question, we have around anywhere between 20, 30 to 40 pastors at each event. And we always have local pastors pray at the beginning of the event because we want to honor them. And we want the local city to see which pastors are in their city willing to actually do something. Um, in regards to finances, that's been such a such a journey as, you know, we just started with, we don't have backing us or any major local church backing us. We're grassroots, but God has provided every single time, whether the need was 10000 or all the way to Hollywood. That was our biggest event by far, and we were able to raise $50,000 wow. in two weeks. That's so amazing. I, I thought that would be somewhere in that. In that area. Well... And, and I just want to say, when revivals have happened in the past, and I wrote a book about churches in the 19th century, that is how they have done it, is they've driven people into local churches, and they've had these camps and these speakers that have come around, you know, Charles Finney and other preachers that have that have come, itinerant preachers that but they always drove the people into the local churches and then the and the pastors of course connected with them and 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 welcomed them but so you're doing just what has been done in the past you're you're connecting with the churches and that's where people need to go that's where they get discipled that's where they they stay uh discipled and and led and you know you don't want to just give your lord to your life to the lord and then and then you're left bereft. No, you want to be in a community. So I that is wonderful that you're doing that. And so we need to get more churches on board, right? And, Amen. And, and, you know, another thing we were just talking about in our church related to you, you you're a young, I would, especially from our standpoint, we'd consider you and the people you're working with young people. We were talking about, this was a Sunday evening session, we were kind of discussing things. We were talking about how many younger people are being lost to the church and why that might be. And one of the reasons which I'm absolutely sure about is young people especially, everyone needs a mission, everyone needs a mission, but especially when you're younger, you need to have something to get involved in, to believe in. And if you don't have the powerful type of revival or thing that you're doing, if it's just come to a relatively formatted uh, church service and then otherwise then you look around for other things like environmentalism or um you know critical lgbt, LGBT or other something movements larger than yourself you to be want part something of. larger than yourself and that larger than yourself the only legitimate thing larger than ourselves is jesus christ but it has to be an active thing not just coming to church on sunday morning Absolutely. And our pastor used to say the kingdom of God is the biggest mission that there is. That's what the biggest thing there is to do. I'm sure Um, I'm sure that's Ross, I'm sure that's been a powerful element in your 
Christian faith, the fact that you're, I'm sure you do go to church on Sundays. We don't need to uh, talk about that. But this this mission that you're on and you're working on it full time, hasn't that further deepened and enlivened your faith? I mean, absolutely. I think some really great language for what we're talking about here is I was I was at a Mario Murillo service uh, about a couple months ago and. He said, you know, we don't need to preach a new gospel, obviously, but we need to preach a fresh gospel. And what he was saying by that is a new gospel, that, that is going against the Bible, that is, that's anti-biblical, that's not what we're saying. But we need to have fresh approaches. And so when we talk about our generation, right, what worked in the past generation sometimes doesn't work with the next generation. And so I think what we're really tapping into is when it comes to the mission, for our generation, especially what we see in culture and media, everybody wants, like you said, to be a part of something bigger than themselves. But unfortunately, there hasn't been a ton of outlets or opportunities for my generation to do that. And so I think what we're tapping into with our ministry, and we're not the only ones, of course, but what we're tapping into is we're saying, listen, it is so vital that you are plugged into a local church. That is, that is priority number one. You need to be rooted in a family, in a community. But once you're rooted what is God speaking to you about your life? If you don't know, you know, the Bible says, without vision, people perish. So if you don't have vision for your life, then you're going to kind of wander through life and just try to figure things out. And typically that leads to people doing things that aren't what the Lord has for them. And so I think that's what we're really finding out is there is a, not just a remnant, there is an entire generation who is saying, some of them know the Lord, some of them don't, who is saying, what is my purpose on this earth? Why am I here? What is the mission and the vision? And when they find that in Jesus, man, nothing will stop them, and they will flip the world upside down like the 12 disciples. Oh, that, that is such a great vision to have. And I remember being a young person that was very confused because I didn't know my mission, and I didn't have the gospel. And I mean, you can go into despair and you can not know what your purpose is. So you need to find out what God created you for, the works that he cut out for you ahead of time. And so we really admire you being a young person in your 20s, taking on this big project and organizing this. We encourage all our listeners to get involved with California will be saved. I want to I want to talk a little Just, bit more about what's coming up. I, first of all, I want to, Ross. I want to confirm with you. I think this is off your website. Upcoming events: you got Huntington Beach, August nineteenth; Sacramento, September twenty fourth; San Diego. That's near and dear to our hearts. Boy, do they need it in Sacramento? We yeah. need with the spirit of God up and, there. And in San Diego, uh, October twenty eighth. So, are these? Uh, tell us a little bit more about these events coming up, especially yeah. the one in San Diego. Are these tentative, or what What needs to happen, let's say? What are you looking for to, to make these events happen? Yeah, absolutely. So these three events, the locations are definitely dialed in. And what I mean by that is we are going to Sacramento, we're going to San Diego, we're going to Huntington Beach. Um, in regard to the next event, it's August 19th at the Huntington Beach Pier. That's coming up, yeah. Yeah, next, that's next Saturday. Yeah. That is correct. And this is going to be so special. It's going to be, to the day, it will be exactly our two-year anniversary from when everything started at the exact place that it all started. So, Excellent. Uh, 
We and that's not that far from San Diego, folks. You can drive up there. It's not that far. Yeah, tell us a little more. So are you going to have a stage and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, here's what I like to say. Listen, in these days in California, to drive anywhere, it's going to take an hour, so you might as well come up, or you might as well come down. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's, that's about right. That's the reality. Um, yeah, so August 19th at the Huntington Beach Pier. We'll be there starting at 5 p.m. It's going to be incredible. Next month, September, we have September 24th on the website, but we're still dialing in the date because we want to go to the Capitol Steps. Yes. And in order to do that, the Capitol Steps have a lot of different events going on. And so we're trying to figure out a date that they'll allow us to. So we're in process with that, but we will definitely be going to Sacramento at some point next month in September. And then lastly, uh, in October... Uh, we want to do October 28th, so the weekend before Halloween. And what we want to do is we actually, one of our first events was in Mission Beach on the grassy area right there by Belmont Park. And uh, we want to we want to file a permit for that area because you guys know this. I actually lived in San Diego for nine years. don't know if you guys know that. But no, we I didn't. I lived there for nine years. And at Mission Beach, you guys know this, there's such a diversity of people, of tourists, of families, age groups, ethnicities, etc. And so we know that if we go down in there, man, it would it would be an incredible moment. So that'd be a great place uh, to have it. Yeah. And all that is on our on our website, cawillbesaved.com. Well we're gonna share this certainly with our church and other people that we come across. In fact we're going to a pastor conference i think between now and then we can we can uh, yeah. share share there too so this has got to come out all these have to come off big but uh, especially being selfish here in san diego i want how about a gold san diego be the biggest event yet a million people for california will be safe yeah let's conservatively aim for a million people yeah <laughs> Well, before our Hollywood event, which is by far our biggest of, you know, 1,500 to 2,000, we've actually had our biggest gatherings in San Diego, believe uh, it or not. Ross, I hear, I hear the music playing. That's a sign that our time is up. We really want to have you again. We look forward to seeing you and in person at an we'll upcoming event. We'll try to event. help you as much as we yeah, can. Yeah, thanks so much for being yeah. on. Thank you, guys. To bless your neighbor, go to CaliforniaWillBeSaved.com, CAWillBeSaved.com. See how you can help. This is fabulous. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.